This week on Moms Moving On. Keep the message positive. I mean, you want to let your kids know that after the divorce, we're still going to be mom and dad. We still love you. It's okay to love mom. It's okay to love dad. I think it's also really important to be on the same page with your spouse when you're telling the children. People mess up, not intentionally, is when you don't sit down together and create one cohesive message. And there's two different stories being told. It is so damn confusing for the kids. And ultimately, where the frustration lies for them in the divorce when it's not even necessarily about the divorce itself. Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another Moms Moving On. I'm happy to have you here today because today we're taking the focus off of us as moms and putting it on those little people that we care about the most in the world. We're talking about kids. We're also talking about family. And while these people are super important to us every day, both those people, kids and family, can kind of get in our hair a little bit about our newly divorced situations. What do we say to them? What are we supposed to do? How do we react? I don't know. That's why I have Eva Kogut on the podcast today, who's a highly trained family law attorney and founding partner of Kogut and Wilson, which is a a firm in Chicago, and she's available to address how unique family challenges may be resolved and what each path may look like by educating on the different approaches available in order to best meet a family's unique needs. She's trained in litigation, mediation, and collaborative divorce, which you've heard us talk about before. And that's the process that she believes is often a great alternative to the traditional divorce process. Eva, I'm so excited you're here. Thank you for joining us. Thanks so much, Michelle, for having me. This is such an exciting topic for me to talk about. So it's it's true. Really, as a child of divorce and as somebody who's divorced and co-parenting, I'm always very excited when I hear people talk about collaborative divorce, because all that sounds like to me is trying to make two people as happy as they can with putting the, the emphasis on their children. And it takes the battle out of the divorce process. It does. It takes the battle out of the divorce process, and it also helps create some effective communications between the parents. So if you, as parents, can model effective communication that's really effective for your children post-divorce, I think just modeling that behavior, um, especially when we have divorce coaches that help people um, talk to their children, which is one of the, the effective methods of incorporating someone to help talk to your children about the divorce and what that means for your family. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Tell me a little bit about your background. Like what's the Eva elevator pitch? Oh, okay. So I fell into family law actually. So it wasn't the primary choice. I actually have a science background, but I got to Um, work with a domestic relations judge here in Cook County. And from that experience, it really helped me see that I could be effective in this process. So that's how I kind of fell into it. And all these years later, like 16 years later, I'm still doing it. Wow, 16 years, you look so young. That's amazing. (laughs) There really is something to be said for finding yourself in a position that you otherwise never would have thought of and just staying the course and really falling in love with it. So kudos to you on being able to do that. 
So when did collaborative divorce, and if you want to explain a little bit more about what that means in layman's terms, but when did that become your focus and and when did that really take over your radar? I really found out about collaborative about 05, 2005. And really what resonated with me was that it was a team approach um, using different uh, professionals such as financial people, divorce coaches, child specialists. There could be a myriad of people that are helping you go through the divorce because it's not just the divorce, right? We're talking about financial decisions that you have to make. We're talking about parenting decisions that you have to make. And with that, there's all these emotional components to making these decisions. What I realized as a young attorney, I felt I had to have all these answers for clients when they would come and ask me, can I keep the house? Mm-hmm. I want to keep the house. But um, what I came to realize, is I don't have to have all the answers. I just have to have a lot of great resources for people. And that's what collaborative does. Yeah, it, it, that's amazing. I think ultimately when we're being presented with questions, it's more of like a, just point me in the right direction, right? Like I just give me some sort of advice that could help me broach this topic. So speaking of broaching topics, Something I get asked so frequently is, how do I bring up the subject of divorce to my kids? How am I handling this? And what am I saying to my family? So can you give us like a little insight onto what your advice would be to, let's say, a mom with children under five, because that tends to be like the demographic that's reaching out to me most right now. And I think the largest demographic right now amongst divorcing women. Yes, that's a great question, actually, because how you talk to your kids is really going to set the tone for them as well, especially under five. They don't really know what's going on exactly. They see mom and dad together all the time. But I think like one of the tips I would say is keep the message positive. I mean, you want to let your kids know that after the divorce, we're still going to be mom and dad. We still love you. It's okay to love mom. It's okay to love dad. Um, I think it's also really important to be on the same page with your spouse when you're telling the children. Um, some of the tips that I've heard a lot of mental health professionals tell me is script it out with your spouse. Talk about it in advance. This is not a convers. This is going to be a conversation they're going to remember, right? I mean, so script it out. Talk about it. Make sure that you are on the same page on your messaging and keep it positive. I mean, as positive as you can about a divorce, you guys are going to be living in two houses. Right. But the more negativity that you say, it's going to affect your kids. They internalize a lot of things. So just as much as you can with the kids. And likewise with the family, I'd say the same message for the family. Like families can um, sometimes, you know, really want to be supportive of that one parent, right, that they're aligned with. But just make sure that you're also keeping the message as positive as possible, especially letting them know to have positive messages about their father or their mother when the kids might be at a family event. Absolutely. I mean, family events are like a black hole for, you know, chit-chatting or gossiping about the split or how much of an asshole your ex is. And all of a sudden, everyone at the other end of the table is talking about it and your child has never heard this before. This this has happened to me personally. My daughter was two when I split and I'd be like, hey guys, no, not yeah. here, like not okay. And I think, you know, where a lot of people mess up, not intentionally, because yep. this happens in my own experience as a child, 
is when you don't sit down together and create one cohesive message and there's two different stories being told, it is so damn confusing for the kids. And ultimately, where the frustration lies for them in the divorce when it's not even necessarily about the divorce itself. Exactly. And so this issue is between the two parents. And, and, the, and so as much as you can to try to explain to the family that this is between the two parents, because sometimes I like to tell parents a lot of times is there's going to be future events that you're going to be attending, either graduations, religious events, um, your child's going to be getting married at some point. These families are going to be involved in their lives for, for forever. And so you want to make sure that these messages continue to stay positive so that the child also feels loved in this whole full split. I mean, it's, it's difficult for a child to understand, especially like you said, the under five demographic to understand what's really going on. If you're listening to this and you do have a child who is, I would say in the, at the elementary school level or younger, I do have a link in the highlights of my Instagram uh, profile to all of the best books to help have these conversations with your kids, of course, after you've broached the topic with your ex-spouse. Um, but I have found books to be such a great bridge between you know, what we think they understand and then opening up the dialogue with questions. My daughter doesn't really necessarily ask questions about her situation with me and my dad until we'll read a story that describes divorce in a child-friendly way, or, you know, we just read um, The Invisible String. She was having some attachment issues, you know, leaving me to go there. And that's when the, the questions will really come up and you're like, wow, you know, I didn't realize my child thought of this in such a way. And books have been the best way for me and, and I know my community to really bring up conversations that are really uncomfortable to bring up. Because I, I believe even if you have the conversation once, you have to check in with your children and you have to know how to see where they're at emotionally and, and let them know that it's okay to ask questions and talk about what's frustrating them within the divorce process. Hey guys, Michelle here with a word from one of our sponsors. The Soberlink system is designed to make parenting time safer with real-time remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink uniquely combines a breathalyzer with wireless connectivity and is the only system that includes facial recognition, tamper detection, and advanced reporting. Parents can submit a test anytime, anywhere, thanks to Soberlink's wireless technology, which delivers test results by text message or email to the concerned parties. Simplify co-parenting arrangements by using the system that provides transparency and proof of sobriety throughout the day. Flexible schedules combined with real-time delivery of results make Soberlink the experts in remote alcohol monitoring technology. For a limited time, get $50 off your device by emailing info at Soberlink.com and mentioning Moms Moving On. Drive safe. Wait, 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 wait. Before we do anything, I have to ask, have you not joined the Moms Moving On membership community yet? This is the place I created for anybody looking for the benefits of coaching without having to commit to a high coaching fee. I've rounded up my go-to experts to put together curated content just for you, including free monthly webinars with me, self-confidence boosters, co-parenting tips and strategies, 
heartbreak advice, divorce anxiety relief, legal advice from top U.S. attorneys and mediators, financial advice, ebooks to help you on your journey, journal prompts and worksheets, discounts for all my favorite brands. The list goes on and on and on. And all of this at only $9.99 a month. Yep, you heard that right, $9.99 a month to be connected to women all over the world who are going through exactly what you're going through and to connect with me. Go to momsmovingon.com slash become a member and join us today. Are there any like absolute don'ts that you have, like what you tell your clients not to do or say? I do. I Well, one of them is about the messaging, like when you do it. Don't do it around a holiday. Don't do it around a a birthday, right? You don't want the child to remember, the children to remember the the talk with a birthday or um, a holiday, right? You want to make sure that you stick away from that. Um, you definitely also want to actually do it together as much as possible. I know that sometimes parents really want to edge in there and tell their kind of like what's going on because kids are picking up on these things, but it's, I think it's super important to try to do it together. And then the other thing is, is after you tell the children, one of the do's I say is do go out and do a family activity, show your child or children that you can continue to, to be a family, just you're going to be divorced, but you're going to always stay a family. Absolutely. Um, I know a lot of my community members and followers will reach out and say that they're having such issues with pushy or or uh, family members that are just not getting over the idea that this marriage is essentially over. And, oh, couldn't you have just tried a little harder? And didn't you want to stay together for the kids? How would you advise your clients or my followers to respond to those really nagging terms of endearment, I guess. I guess acknowledge that they're, thank you for being, for being there for me. Thank them for being there for me because they don't know what else to do, right? They see you struggling or they may think like you should stick it out, but really just, I would say one, thank them, but say like, this is your divorce in your life. And you have to figure things out for yourself and your family and what your life is going to look like after this is done, this process is done. I remember getting that, you know, the first couple of holiday dinners after my split. And one day I was just like, you know what? Why don't you marry him? Why don't you call him up, invite him over, spend your time with him and then let me know? Because it just got so invasive and it's so frustrating when you spend all of that time making your decision and being okay with it, or at least trying to be okay with it and trying to stick to your guns and be consistent in your decision to move on. And then you get from the closest people to you, you get all this negative messaging. It can be really disheartening. It can be disheartening. And especially for you, because you're trying to make all these decisions right through your divorce. So the more negativity that you have, the harder it is to to move forward with the process. And then Um, on the other side of it, I've gotten you know, people who understood it and were more angry about it than they should have been. Like, why are you going to let him have to have your daughter? And, and why are you being so generous? And, and that too was, you know, a tug of like, well, man, I'm trying to do the right thing for my kid. I'm not trying to act out on my anger. Yeah. I think what people don't understand is that some people, when they're going through the divorce, they already feel there's a part of them that already feels like they failed. And then continuing this messaging just 
doesn't really help the person if you think about it. So as much as they possibly can try to be supportive, of course, and try to, you know, uh, lessen the negative messaging, which is hard, right? And so sometimes people, you know, will need to engage a professional like a divorce coach or a mental health professional to help them keep the keep things straight for themselves as well in their minds. If you're still confused about um, what not to do, I'm gonna I'm gonna set the scene on how how I found out about my parents split. Okay, Eva, you're gonna you're okay. gonna spin. I was eight years old, eight and a half. Came home from school. I want to say it was like the very end of third grade or whatever grade I was in. I was about to leave for summer camp, my first year at sleepaway camp. And I walk up my driveway and I had like a big deck in the backyard. And I see my grandma, my grandpa, my mom sitting there. My mom's looking down. My grandma's hysterical crying. And I'm like, huh, what's going on? And I sat down and it was basically just like, mommy and daddy are getting a divorce. Daddy is with another woman. And, you know, that's just how it's going to be. And my grandma's like sobbing. And 10 minutes later, my dad pulls in with this other woman in the driveway to take me for the weekend before I go to sleepaway camp. And and it was traumatic. I can remember the breeze in the air, like the smell of my grandma's perfume. I remember everything about it because it was so what not to do. And not because my parent, my mom or my grandparents meant any like malice, but they just didn't know what they didn't know. And so then I was left with, okay, like having to go to my dad with this woman I had never met before and then leaving for a summer, not knowing what was going to be going on when I came back. Would my dad be there? Would my mom be there? What's happening? And it was probably one of the hardest things I ever had to get through in my life. And now in working with women on having these productive conversations, it's such a great uh, example of what not to do. Because if anything else, all you need to do is set a calm, like peaceful tone with your spouse and have a level-headed, rational conversation without hysterics and, you know, finger pointing. I mean, you're a great example of that, right, Michelle? Your story is like similarly a story that I hear with a lot of people. So this is not uncommon. But as much as we can get the message out that says there's a different way, a better way to doing it that actually helps your children, because I can't even imagine going away for the whole summer and thinking, what am I going to come back to? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, sometimes I look back and I'm like, wow, I was a pretty resilient kid. I mean, it, I wasn't without my issues and thank God for therapy, but um, yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine just ripping the the rug out from under my own daughter like that, you know, just from what we know now and research and and professionals like you who are helping change all of that for us. Trying to help the change. Um, I I also there was one thing you said. Books I think are a great thing. You kind of looping back to what you said earlier about books and the books for kids about divorce. It's really they do have their little ways of of asking these questions, and they're at the most interesting times that they come up with them. But other things that I, I also recommend to clients are put your kids in other groups. You know, there's like a group that we have here called Rainbows. And it's for kids that divorcing parents or children that have um, experienced a loss, like a parent that has passed away. So it kind of brings a little bit of community as well. So that's one other kind of strategy I, I tell parents is, is, is enroll them in this group, you know, or, or, or a group or get them, get them some help if they need to talk it out to somebody and they can't feel like they feel they can't talk to you about it. 
That's such great advice because as, as women, as adults, we immediately seek community to feel better about the situation. We look for the Facebook groups or the Instagram pages or listen to the podcasts and we don't realize how much our kids need it too. And having been the first in my friend group to separate, my daughter didn't have anybody at her age that she could relate to. But now, a few years later, as friends in my group are starting to separate and get divorced, she loves to come home and tell me, did you know so-and-so in my class has a mommy's house and a daddy's house? And we were with a friend last weekend um, having ice cream. And after ice cream, I was taking Bella to her dad's and my friend was taking her daughter to her dad's. And they were like, chit-chatting, you know, over ice cream in their own little six-year-old way. And it helps so much. So I love that you recommended that. If you can't find a group per se, what else could you potentially do to help them feel more seen in that light? I mean, similar to what you said, like um, if you have a friend, maybe that's divorced or divorcing, they can like you kind of get them together because they'll be able to relate to each other. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of truth to how women do have their tribes and their community, right? So try to create that for your child as much as possible. So I think Definitely. that's a great, great idea too. Divorce is never easy. And when children are in the picture, it can be extra tricky, especially when communicating with your ex is a challenge. Now there's an app with you and your kids in mind. It's called FAIR. F-A-Y-R. FAIR is the easiest, most intuitive, and conflict-diffusing co-parenting app on the market. FAIR helps eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. In the long run, creating a loving environment for your kids. Here's what you can do on the FAIR app. There's a time-sharing calendar to track custody, exchange days, and never forget those special events. Documentable text messaging. And an expense tracker so both parents can add and monitor expenses, track receipts, and add notes. GPS check-in, that's a court-verifiable way to document your presence at all GPS-verified locations. A monthly parenting report to download with your details. A private journal to take notes, add photos, and screenshots. A file vault to keep your records, photos, and documents organized and in one place. The opportunity to export all of your records into a convenient, time-and-date stamped PDF when you need documentation for legal matters. And there's a Spanish version of the app as well. FAIR allows you to experience co-parenting in a totally new way. Simply, inexpensively, transparently, and fairly. Lose the he said, she said, and be the best parent you can be. Be F-A-Y-R FAIR. Subscribe at BeFAIR.com. That's B-E-F-A-Y-R.com. And then download FAIR from the App Store or Google Play. Go to FAIR.com for more details. Don't forget to use the code MICHELLE to save 20% off the cost of the app. So take me through the process. Um, if I were a divorcing mama in Chicago and I called you up and said, help, I need to get divorced. Tell, t- walk me through that process. Well, first, I think that there's a lot of questions, right? I want to hear their story. So I think one of the first most important things is I, I as much as it's painful for people to go through and as most states are no fault states, I think it's important to hear their story. So one of the first things is I'm trying to understand what led them up to this place. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that also helps people feel comfortable telling me things. There's a lot of personal things that you're going to be talking about. Some things you don't know whether you should say this, you shouldn't say it, but I say, just say it. 
and then we'll kind of walk it through and, and I'll explain what the process is. I then go through the process options. There's not just one way of going through a divorce and actually now more and more people know about collaborative, know about mediation. They know that not the only method is this litigation method, you know, where we've, we've kind of grew up with TV, seeing somebody served with pieces of, you know, served with the, with the summons and stuff. There are other ways I educate the client in terms of, well, these are some other options for you to consider. And I kind of go through them and ask certain questions about trying to help figure out which process suits them, whether it's mediation or collaborative is different, a little bit different in both of the models. Um, I definitely also try to provide resources to, to people. There's a lot of things that they're going to, like going back to the house question, can I keep the house? Um, the young attorney in me would say, sure, here's how we can keep the house. The older attorney in me says, wait, let's look at what your finances are going to look like uh-huh. afterwards. Because See, I-, I love that. I have to point that out because there are far too many attorneys who are going to say, go get them, take the house, take the this, take the that, and you want the vacation house. It's so stupid. I'm yeah. so glad you don't do that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing is you can't like, I mean, I want to keep them comfortable because there's so many changes, but I also don't want to lead them down the path, believing that they should keep the house because financially it could be really a disaster for them in their future. And they have to think about that after the divorce, it's going to be different. Your finances are going to be different and your life may be different. So trying to ease them into those kinds of thoughts um, getting them in contact with professionals, like whether it's a mortgage broker, can you can you refinance and keep the house? Um, financial planners, well, let's see what that looks like for me in my future. Will I will I be still able to save for retirement? So I think all of these kinds of things and having the resources to provide to people because it's it's a learning process, right? The more questions you ask and the more uh, research you do, the more confident you are, and the better your divorce is going to be. Um, and something else I think that's wise to add is that this isn't a process that needs to be rushed. Like you want to know everything there is to know about every option possible and what the decisions you're choosing will ultimately yeah. mean long-term. I think, and speaking from experience, so many of us are just so eager to get through the process that we're not necessarily thinking five, 10, 15 years from now when our kids are getting older and we're thinking about right now and that can that can sometimes come back to bite you. Yeah. That can. And so I, that's what I mean, I love about the collaborative process is it's a future focused process. So we're looking at those aspects of it. And the other things are that it provides you control over your process. If you file your case in court, there's certain things that start the ball rolling and then you don't really have that control over the process because the judges start to get involved and the pacing sometimes can get uncomfortable for some people. And whereas, you know, collaborative or mediation helps you with the pacing, um, helps you have more control over your process. Absolutely. And and control over the process can feel like a really great thing in an out-of-control situation. Maybe this isn't the situation you want it to be in, but you if you can have a little bit of control at which way that the boat steers, then it might just be better off in the long run. Eva, thank you so much for your insight today. Can you share... One piece of advice for any mama who's listening to this and is just on the brink of making that change in her life. Okay. I the, the one thing is put some order in the chaos, like you just mentioned. There's so much chaos. So I say put a little bit of order in your in your life, meaning 
again, ask your attorney for a to-do list. Get engage the people that you need to engage to help you make those decisions. Um, I also also remind moms most of the time, take time for yourself. Because if you don't take care of yourself, how are you going to take care of and make the decisions that are right for you and your children? So take time for yourself. Um, those are like probably my two top that I always tell people, yeah. uh, especially women. I love that. We can also, we can always use a little bit of time for ourselves as, as busy working women. So I really appreciate that. Where can our listeners find you, Eva, if they have more questions? Uh, my email, Eva, you can email me, Eva at kogutwilson.com. That's fine. Uh, of course, we have a website, kogutwilson.com, uh, our other ways, and just some other tips, you know, Google Collaborative, Google Mediation, start to get yourself knowledgeable about these alternative processes. Knowledge is power. And the divorce you have does not have to be the one that you're senior citizen neighbor had 30 years ago. It's all very different now. So don't take advice from people who are not walking your walk. Take it from Eva. Thanks everybody for being here. I appreciate you. We'll be back next week with another episode of Moms Moving On. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.